This is a great match. Osaka and Azarenka are playing their best tennis. Wait, Shravya, do you see something over there? There seems to be a super bright light in the stands, definitely distracting for the players. I see it. Osaka has just walked up to the chair umpire and is about to complain about the light. They have a member of security approaching it now. What could it be? Oh my god, it's Sasha Zverev working on his tan. He wasn't wearing a shirt again, so it reflected light. I mean, I get he has a farmer's tan like any other male player, but the guy just interrupted a Grand Slam final due to his inability to keep a shirt on. Hello everyone and welcome to Hold On To Your Racket, the podcast for tweens, teens, and other young tennis fans. We're your hosts Josefina and Travia. Travia and I are so excited to be creating this podcast and sharing our love for tennis with you all. Josefina and I are two high school gals and tennis fanatics, united together by our on-the-court and off-the-court companionship. And we're the young female voices in modern-day tennis you've been looking for, so we hope you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for more. So today is September 12th, and this is our second episode of the day, our men's semifinals recap and finals preview. And this episode is especially exciting because we have a special guest. So our special guest is Caleb. He is a 2018 and 2019 U.S. Open ball person, so he's very familiar with this tournament. Oh, thank you guys for having me here. Of course. So we're going to start with talking about the semis, and the first match was obviously Alexander Zverev versus Pablo Carreño Busta, Um, kind of an unexpected semifinalist in terms of Carreño Busta, but either way, it went five sets, and Zverev pulled out an impressive comeback from 3-6, 2-6 to win the next three sets, 6-3, 6-4, 6-3. So Caleb, overall, I know you... We're rooting for Zverev in that match, and obviously it was tough to watch in the first two sets because it wasn't Zverev's best tennis there. But I guess what 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 most impressed you about his comeback? Um, well, I guess for me it was mainly his his mental game. If I had to say anything, because for both of them, that was definitely not their best day. Um, they both had a lot of unforced errors. And, um, some of the points weren't that exciting. But I thought I thought he got himself together. Um, like in between sets, he looked very calm. He would sit there with his hands on his lap, um, not saying much, not moving. He was calm and collected. And I mean, very impressive because he was able to pull off his first comeback down two sets to love. Yeah, um, I know Josefina and I were talking about how his quarterfinal match was also kind of like a similar similar storyline. Wasn't the best tennis from either players, but nonetheless, it's still impressive to be able to come through with a win, um, even when you're not playing your best. And Josefina, I know Zverev talked, in a CNN article was talking about what Zverev said after his match, so how about you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, he said, I looked at the scoreboard after two sets. I thought to myself, look, I'm playing a Grand Slam semifinal. I'm down 6-3, 6-2 in a match where on paper I'm supposed to be the favorite. I needed to play better starting something new. I thought, okay, I'm going to go set by set, and we'll see how far I can get. It turned out well in the end. So that's kind of a little sneak peek into what he was actually thinking in his mind when he did make that comeback. 
Yeah, and aside from his mental game, I'm interested to see, Caleb, what you thought his other strength was in his match. A lot of people talk about his serve, his backhand. He was pretty good at net. What do you think tennis-wise allowed him to pull through in those um, last three sets? Probably, I think a lot of it had to do with his serve. Um, I mean, he, he risked a lot. There were plenty of 130-plus mile-per-hour second serves. Um, but he, he seemed to serve better when he hit those. Um, and I think those helped a lot because um, he managed to hold for the majority of it. The, um, the third and fourth sets, he, he would play like one really bad service game, but then he would get it back. But apart from that, he would hold most of the time at love or uh, Karina Busa only win one point, so I thought that was that was really strong. Yeah, yeah. Caleb and I were um, watching this match, and we were texting each other because it was getting pretty stressful at some points, but we were basically saying that it seems like Zverev does better on his second serve when he decides to blast it at over 130 miles per hour rather than trying for a normal second serve. But, I mean, if it works, it works. Um, all right, Josefina, tell us a little bit about the second semifinal. The second semifinal was Dominic Thiem versus Daniil Medvedev, 6-2-7-6-7-6. Thiem came through. It was sort of an unexpected scoreline, but Thiem noted later that this was one of his most competitive straight sets matches that he's played. Medvedev was making way too many errors, and Medvedev also had some issue with the chair umpire giving him a code violation. So when Medvedev broke Thiem's serve in the second set and third sets, and served for both sets, TM broke back. So that's obviously a great example of what he was able to do in this match and what we can hope to see in the final. Yeah, definitely clutch um, playing on the return games for theme, TM. But uh, one thing that I was uh, noticing was that he was slipping a lot during the match. He was also getting super frustrated with his shoes. I think he was yelling a lot in German or Aust- Austrian or whatever. And it, you don't, you never really see that from Dominic team that much. You usually think that Medvedev's the one who will get kind of um, frustrated, which he did. Um, and team also had to get a medical timeout and said that he seems to have an Achilles injury. So um, who knows what that means going to the final? But otherwise, Caleb, what were your thoughts on this match? It was definitely a different type of game than the first semifinal, but. What what did you see from both players that impressed you and that you maybe would like to have seen improve from Medvedev? Well, I think I think for both of them it was just a very competitive match. And I mean, Josefina mentioned earlier that Medvedev had a lot of unforced errors, but um, I think both of them had more unforced errors than winners. And it wasn't really because they like didn't hit that well. They didn't hit that many winners, but I guess against any other player. The winners might, would have been a lot higher, but they were just both moving really well. So they got a bunch of balls that I didn't think they were going to get back. Um, I guess one thing that surprised me from the match was um, I expected Team to go more to his backhand um, and hit topspin because he has a really, really good backhand. Um, I really like the down the line shot. But he sliced, I would say, more than half of his backhands, um, which I found surprising because I thought he could overpower Medvedev. Um, I guess the, there were only a couple times where it actually worked out really well. I think, like the commentators mentioned it, and when it happened, it looked intentionally did well. Um, he, I looked like he was trying to, to slice to get Medvedev to slice back so that he could run around it and slap a forehand. So that worked well when he did. Yeah. So looking ahead to the final, I don't think, looking back even a couple months ago, or even a couple weeks ago, no one would have predicted this final, but it seems that 
you know, there was at that point where kind of Team and Zverev were both part of the next gen next gen group, um, picked to be this next generation of Grand Slam winners, and one of them's gonna take it. So they're head to head. Team leads seven two, but Team beat Zverev most recently in the Australian Open semifinals. It was a four set match. It was competitive. But let's talk about some of the players' advantages. So, Josefina, what do you think Zverev's advantage is going into this match? I think Zverev's advantage is definitely his serve. He has that power since he is taller than Tiam. So I think that's something that he's going to use to his advantage automatically almost going into this match. Yeah, I think for Tiam... He doesn't have as distinctive a weapon, so like maybe this is something we could talk about. But for me, at least, I thought that his focus during the Medvedev match was pretty impressive. Like he was able to during like he was slipping a lot. He was able to recover from that. The medical timeout wasn't distracted. He was able to break back twice, as Josefina was talking about um, when Medvedev was actually serving for the match. But um, Caleb and Josefina, what do you guys think is Dominic Team's advantage going into this final? I guess if I had to pick one thing, it would probably be his experience, just because this is going to be his his fourth final. Um, And I guess he also, I mean, in all of his matches so far, he's been getting better as he's been going along. He always gets off to a good start. And, I mean, I think Zverev was able to come back against Karina Busta. It looked like Karina Busta had the back medical injury medical timeout again which we saw against Shapovalov as well in the quarters and so he was able to I guess get going again but I don't think if he gets off to a slow start in the final against team I don't think he's gonna be able to pull it back there also going into the final I feel they both have disadvantages because they're kind of on an even plane here because Zverev is just coming back from a five-setter. That's always exhausting for a player, especially considering this is a final, so there's also stress-induced factors involved. And then also TM, we saw him take the medical timeout, so obviously something's going on there. So both of them have something going against them in this final, which is something I feel that it's better than just one of them having something going against them. Yeah, I think... um... One thing that was noticeable for Zverev was that he was definitely feeling the pressure of Djokovic being out. You could tell in his quarterfinal match against Chorich, and you could almost tell in his semifinal match, but he was able to... I think, I think personally, that his semifinal comeback was better than his quarterfinal match. But do you guys think that... Is the pressure now off Zverev in the final since he's not as much of a favorite against team as he probably was against George or Karenia Busta. Has the pressure shifted towards the team, or is it equal on both sides? Um, what do you guys think? I think the pressure is on team definitely here, but Zverev should still be feeling pressure because he is one of the next-gen players that people said was going to win a Grand Slam soon. So they both have that sort of next-gen target on their back. So... I think both mentally are going to have a great match and a tough one. Um, I think that the, the pressure is, I don't think there's more pressure on team because this match really can be anyone's match. And I think they both know that going into it. Um, and then they're also both playing for the first final. Um, so I think like team is, I guess, supposed to be the favorite, but he has more experience. Um, so I think Zverev might be more nervous going into the match, which might add more pressure to him. But I guess we'll have to see how they both handle it. 
So going back to how we introduced you, Caleb, you were a ball person two years in a row. So what do you miss most about not being able to ball person this year? Um, oh, that's a tough one. Uh, I mean, can I, is it, is it fair to just say the whole experience? Um, <laughs> that's totally fair. Because, I mean, they're probably, like the qualities and then the two weeks for the Open, the main draw, those are probably like three of the best weeks in my summer. Um, just like, it's really exhausting because you're there the whole day, you're running around a lot, but it's really rewarding. Um, and then also it's basically front row free tickets to the U.S. Open as well. So like, I'm exercising, which I enjoy, but I'm also like watching the players that I love watching, so, and really close. Yeah, um, I mean, hopefully you'll be able to make it back next year um, when hopefully things are back to normal. Um, the U.S. Open didn't allow ball people under the age of 18 work this year, so um, that's probably why you saw some a fewer number of ball people on some of the courts, especially during the Western and Southern. But, um, I mean, yeah, it sounds like an awesome experience, and let's hope that we can return back to normal. Overall, though, Caleb, even though you weren't able to be on the site, um, what are especially during a pandemic i guess to sum sum it all up the whole tournament men's and women's what have your thoughts been on the u.s open so far how do you think the usda did of organizing it do you think it was impressive do you think that you know um is it a tournament worthy of an asterisk as people have been saying or no asterisk well i guess overall what have your thoughts been about this entire these past two weeks um well i think i think the usda could have done a little bit better job because um, I mean pair he he tested positive in the bubble and like that's not supposed to happen but then if I'm not mistaken it was a false positive I think because he, he tested negative like four days later um, but I guess first of all that's not supposed to happen and then because of that they forced Mladenovic to withdraw from her doubles uh, match which of course is really unfortunate um, and I think they could have done a better job handling that um, but I think the tournament overall this year's tournament was amazing. Like the tennis was really, really solid. There were some amazing matches this year, so I'm satisfied with it. All right, thank you for joining us, Caleb. We had a lot of fun talking about these semifinals and looking ahead to the final. So um, the the women's finals coming up and the men's finals will be tomorrow. So we'll join. We'll um, see you in a bit when we recap the whole tournament. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome to the Tennis Ball Frizz Quiz, where Shravi and I combine our overall score at the end of the tournament from all our trivia sections done during that tournament and crown a Tennis Ball Frizz Quiz whiz. So I'm going to go first this time. Alexander Zverev's brother Misha is also a well-known player on tour. What is false about him? A. He plays left-handed. B. His career high ranking is number 24. C. He beat Andy Murray in the 2017 Australian Open. Or D. Sasha and Misha are exactly 10 years apart in age. By exactly, do you mean like they have the same birthday? No, no, that's not what I meant. Oh, okay, so they're like, okay. Um, I think the answer is um, B. That's right. Ooh, his career. I think his career. <laughs> yeah. What's his career high? Number twenty-five. 
Ooh, that's still pretty good, actually. Yeah. Talented, talented family. Alrighty. Um. So as we did in our last episode, we did finalist themed questions. So now I'm gonna ask a question about Dominic Team. Um, credit to tennis.com for this question. Actually, I thought this was a pretty funny question. But what does Dominic Team's mom do every time her son wins a title? A gets a new tattoo. B gets a new dog. C gets a new car. Or D gets a new pair of shoes. Um, I'm gonna guess tattoo. Tattoo's correct. Her mom, uh, his mom, gets a tattoo themed of like um something related to the location of each tournament every time oh, he wow. wins a title. So he won a title in Beijing, and she got a panda tattoo. Aw, that's actually really sweet. I like that. Thank you so much for joining us, and that is game set and math for today. If you like this episode, please let us know and stay tuned for more. We'll be providing you all the coverage of the U.S. Open, upcoming tournaments, and updates on all the tea on tour. Email us at holdontoyourracket at gmail.com for any questions and leave a rating on whatever platform you're listening on. Hold On To Your Racket is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Follow us on social media at Hold On To Your Racket on Instagram and at H-O-T-Y-R underscore Tennis Pod on Twitter. Our next episode will be released on September 14th, where we will recap the U.S. Open. And remember, my name is Josefina. And my name is Shavia. That is, if you enjoyed this episode. If you didn't like it, please tell your friends my name is Tom and Shravia's name is Bob. See you next time.